Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome to back to classic Doctor Who here at AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> um, yeah, we're opening with some Benny Hill today because this was an episode just running back and forth between different doors. Uh, I'm your host Zach Wilson. Uh, joining me on tonight's fantastic panel to my left, Katie Cullen, and I do not regret the Benny Hill <laughs> ever. <laughs> And across from me? Oh, Megan Salinas and uh, Run Away! <laughs> <laughs> and Tari J. Miller. Uh, yep, things. <laughs> Insert joke here. Yes. Yes. Uh, Love the running. So thank you guys for joining us today. We are talking about the season two story, The Chase. Uh, that was a perfect little time now, right? On the chase. Um, this was, it was a six-part episode, or six-part story, Um Basically, it was the third. It's this is the third Dalek story. I know a lot of people wanted us to talk about the invasion of the planet Earth, but that that like we said before, that episode is not available on any streaming any legal streaming <laughs> sites right. um, to those of you out there. And we do support the people by support by doing it by finding it legally. You support the people that make it. And that's what we want to do. We want to support. Those do we people. want to touch on it though? Just yeah. kind of like talk, talk about the important beats for anybody we get into who's this. following along with us. The the story of the invasion of Earth basically has the Daleks. I believe it was the year twenty one fifty something like something that. like that. Some time in the future yeah. have <laughs> taken over the planet Earth in order to drill into the core of the planet. Spoilers to drill <laughs> to drill into the planet's core and turn the entire planet into like a spaceship. Yes. Have you ever seen the Invader Zim episode with the face on Mars? <laughs> because that's all I could think of. Where it's basically, uh, it, it amounts to two characters driving planets like, like bumper cars. <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what it is. You you want a planet mobile, and all I can think of is that. And that's basically what the Daleks are doing here. <laughs> uh, it was that was the, the the beginning of what is referred to as Dalek mania in <laughs> yeah. Britain, because um, people were excited. The Daleks are the Doctor Who's biggest villain, not just now, but back then. This was like how this is like where the Daleks really took off, and so they did that storyline. But they still weren't chasing the Doctor. They weren't going like they didn't hate the Doctor yet. They just hated. <laughs> But that's where we open on the Daleks in this storyline is 
Well, the, the d- other the big beat is that Susan stayed yeah, behind. Yes, I bought this. Yes, we Susan stayed behind in a very fitting. She wants. She found a reason to to stay. She was like, she wants to help rebuild a civilization. She thinks that is a worthy thing, and she fell in love. And she found right. a man, <laughs> and and then the doctor ditched her. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah, grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Locked the door and went. Enjoy your life. Right. I mean, I like Bye. to think he I'll pick saw. You up later. <laughs> no, you won't. Who's driving this thing? I like to think that this doctor saw that she found a reason to be there. Not oh, yeah. just the man part, but like also rebuilding a civilization is a real purpose. There's real meaning to and, that. And mm-hmm. with, uh, I mean, it amounts to one of the most famous scenes in Doctor Who, one of the most famous and most touching, is just the the monologue that he gives at, at the end of that episode. You know, no tears, no regrets, no anxieties. <laughs> I can't do the Absolutely. whole thing, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't have it written down, and I'm not going to try to do it from memory. No. None of us do, um, but you all know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, as we open this episode, the chase, we they're leaving the Space Museum. Um, that was a, that was a whole storyline that they had. a museum in space. In a space museum. <laughs> you put space um, in front of something, it, beca- it sparks Nevada. Continue. Um, and Ow. they've found, uh, they, they've taken on board a time, basically a time television, is how basically. they, they basically wrap it up. Which is, it's kind of funny to, like, watch them watch different points in time. <laughs> Everything like that. The they, Gettysburg Address, for one. That's a good, yeah. little, good little one to jump to. Got a little Abraham Lincoln. Probably the most positive portrayal of Americans ever on Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also uh, picked up someone named Vicky. Yes. In so, a different story so entirely. In between, we have picked up Vicky. She's new, our new travel partner. Somewhat similar to Susan in terms of age. She's like the young girl who's just very excited, but she's from the future. She's mm-hmm. from the, the 25th century. Like uh, Xenon. Yeah. Mm, sorry. <laughs> I have full Lost of references me there. to other things tonight. Uh, just referenced a Disney Channel original movie. I have no oh, regrets. Disney Channel original Anyway. Movie. Anyway. anyway. Um, so Vicky has joined us, and she's running around because she feels redundant. Is what you say, yeah. and I feel like that's like it must have been like a tr- just a, the, them talk the character talking to the writer. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you do. I mean, there's. I'm not. I don't feel for her too bad because I just haven't gotten a chance to be attached to her. But you do feel bad for her a little bit because you know here's a group of people who have been traveling together for about two years. You know they they have a system worked out. You know they're. They're not really a family, but they're basically a family. Mm-hmm. I mean, the doctor won't admit it, but he thinks probably of Barbara and Ian as his kids, kind of. They're a non-traditional family. <laughs> <They're>, yeah. <laughs> but but you have this kind of family unit who, um, you know, and everything like that, and they, they have kind of their systems and routines worked out and everything like that. And here she is, and she's not really a part of that. And that that's hard to come into. And they are probably, in some capacity, maybe not directly, but still, comparing her to Susan. Okay, we've got another young girl on board, and so they're expecting Susan and what Susan did. And instead, we have Vicky, and it's completely different. So she's probably not too happy that she's being compared to someone who's no longer there. Right. It's the Martha and Rose bit. Yeah, I mean, she's she's an orphan who's picked up by the doctor. It's very... It's very it feels right for the doctor to have picked up a character like this, but it's sort of the reason like modern who we never have more than two 
people are traveling in the TARDIS for more than like one episode because it is you end up with people that are somewhat redundant. So, yeah. Like you don't need that. It's great when it's the Doctor and one companion. The Doctor and two companions has been spectacular at different times. Rose and Mickey come to mind. Amy and Rory. Like yeah, that's mm-hmm. fun because you get different dynamics but between more than the characters. that, and it risks uh, you know. It risks it being a crowd, like somebody ends up being the third wheel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but they're they're dealing with the time television. As I'm, <laughs> I'm just referring to it as the time television, <laughs> which, time which is a weird device that, like, if you focus too heavily on it, serve would serve to like destroy <laughs> all of Doctor Who. Well, I, I think that was them like trying. This was the educational bit. It's like here, listen to the Gettysburg Address. You know, things like that. Yeah. And then they go and to Shakespeare, Shakespeare yeah. having the like. Hmm, the Prince of Denmark. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. I should uh, do it. I should make his life end terribly. Which, like, also ignore that for when we do the Shakespeare Code. Was that the name of it? I believe it was the Shakespeare Code um, with Martha. Yes. And, uh, and Tenet. Great. One of my favorites. It was so much oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One mm-hmm. of the best episodes of season three for the new series. Yeah. Good old JK. Um, but... So they and then the Beatles. They they they, they <laughs> How great. did they Vicky, pay for that footage? Yeah. Apparently that there cost? was discussion at one point about the Beatles actually being on Doctor Who. That would have really. been the best thing um, ever. But it oh never it never came together. I don't know oh where it broke gosh. down. I just heard that it was like discuss it's like this was a rumor from nineteen sixty five. So yeah. it, who knows what the truth is. But this was ha- what it effectively amounted to. Probably didn't cost that much because at the time that like license fees were not really a thing. BBC probably True. taped that concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but the ticket tried. I've I've been to their memorial theater in Liverpool. <laughs> oh, oh, classical music. Yeah, I didn't realize they played classical music. Like she knows it from a building. <laughs> It just shows that the Beatles really do stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, they do today. Like, you would still make, that joke is completely relevant today. <laughs> um, Beatles are great. What can Who I are say? the Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that, at that moment, they land. Um, they come to a planet, they walk outside, it's just a big desert. Nothing special. They landed on Tatooine. This is the weirdest desert planet I think I've ever seen in sci-fi. It confuses me. It's Tatooine with fish people and mud krakens. Yeah, that's that's why it confuses <laughs> me. Crack. I don't understand it. It's mud krakens. Yeah, I guess. And yeah, silver. Fish not people. not robot men. They're just silver. I I was disappointed because I I see I. Not disappointed, but like in the way that they they move and the way that they speak, I got a very Abe Sapien vibe. I was like, I feel like I'm watching yeah. Hellboy right now. This is great. <laughs> um, Hellboy have but, better special effects. Guillermo del think. Toro. <laughs> yeah. But this this is why the time TV because they they instantly have problems where the like the Daleks are there chasing them and these uh what are, what are the, the what are they called the fish people the, the, they're the uh, Iridians. Oh yeah. Um, I'm glad you that If you had just taken the time TV and turned it forward a couple minutes, boom. Done, and you don't get out of the ship. Paradox. But, like, this is why the time TV is, like, a plot hole that we're just going to ignore from here on out. Well, it also felt like it wasn't something that they can control, like, 
very well. It was like, think of a general time and something will be around. It was weird that they had cartridges. He's like, oh, Gettysburg, Earth in 1960. Yeah. 18. And he like sticks in a cartridge like it's a VHS tape. (laughs) Well, that was the height of technology at the time. They didn't even have VHS tapes, so that was like a huge leap forward. Um, But anyway, so they... They wind up being chased. There's a sandstorm at, while the doctor and Barbara are tanning. <laughs> and uh, uh, Ian and Vicky wander off, which today you couldn't do. You couldn't have a man just wander off with a young girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I feel like everyone was carrying the idiot ball for this episode. Every single person. Let's wander off on a desert. Let's pull on the ring. Nothing bad ever happens. Well, this, Let's go oh, this way. That was a great moment. Because Ian's crouched down. This is just like because of what we what I see. Ian crouched down, like hopping a little bit, <laughs> looking at a ring, and I just want him to go. Come. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like a ring, a ring. But you would think that after you know after two years of traveling around through time and space. You would know better than to wander off. Nothing good comes from well, when they the are, is separated. They are in teams, so they're not alone. Yeah. They're using the buddy nothing system. Has ever be- nothing bad has ever happened to them when they're using the buddy system. In <laughs> fairness, bad things have happened when they're all together, too. Yeah. I just wouldn't bad leave the ship happen. to begin with. It's a desert with two planets. <laughs> Goodbye. I mean, but he had the he had the compass and everything. Like he was super prepared. <laughs> he, only thing I'd expect the is no like, water. Yeah, well, lots of know. planets have a north. <laughs> um, but but uh, a lot of uh, a lot of this episode is the Daleks running around trying to kill the Doctor. They've now been foiled by him twice. And have, have distinguished him as their enemy, the enemy time machine, because they have now developed time machine complete with bigger on the inside <laughs> technology. Yeah, didn't they legitimately refer to the Doctor and his group as their greatest enemies, like right out of the gate for this episode? Did they? I, I think I, they I think might have. Like they might have. Mm-hmm. I think they did. Um, I mean, but, yeah. they didn't quote it or anything like that, but I feel like they <laughs> opened up the episode with our greatest enemies. Someone in the comments will know. <laughs> Yeah, but like it, and he, he is. This is establishing an enemy, like uh, an enemy versus enemy thing that will last on for all of Doctor Who from up until now and forward. Like the Dalek versus Doctor storyline will never go away. Nope, mm-hmm. it's as old as time itself. Tale as old as time. Oh God, no! I'm putting a stop to this. Um, but we get we get a lot of the da- the Dalek talking. Like the fir- we've heard them say exterminate before, but this is like establishing it as a thing. Yeah. Along like as it's we go. officially their catchphrase now. But it's <laughs> fun to hear them... Annihilate and obliterate. Yeah. It's they fun to hear them say... Yeah. The source. <laughs> well, all the different Gale. ones, because now they're limited to exterminate. Right. Uh, more or less. It's not like that's all they say. But they're much more... They talk a lot more. They're also different voices for different Daleks. Yeah, in this they're, one. they're differenti- uh, differentiated a little bit. Yeah. yeah whereas, Anyone else feel like they had one particularly dumb Dalek? <laughs> yes. Which way did he go, George? <laughs> we, we got the first instances, I believe, of I Obey. Yeah. Which sure. carried through um, when they're being to like. Yeah, they said that to- a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wrote down the doc, the Dalek has more attitude. Than, <laughs> than uh, and they learn that they can't destroy the TARDIS. 
Um, they don't know why at this point, but they're just like firing their little <laughs> they like tried their top best. guns. <laughs> they don't do wood. <laughs> there you go. It's not made of wood. I know. <laughs> they don't do faux. <laughs> um, but so they they basically have to run around like this episode just. Ian's knocked out, but then he's fine, and then he's. But he, they have to escape from being held prisoner. And then there's it's a, a fairly, Yeah, it's a fairly <laughs> classic little storyline. Uh, it's nothing too exciting, but the, but this is a chase, and kind of the way I saw this because we know what what happens to Ian and Barbara at the end. This is almost like a farewell sort of adventure tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and actually, I typically real I I gotta say I love the setup for this this particular um, story arc, just the chase because I love when characters have to run from point A to point B to point C. And I grew up on a show called Sliders for for yes. <laughs> that, that remember that show. So literally, like world hopping um, with a you know, British professor type, exactly <laughs> with a British professor type with a with a goal in mind. Although, granted, I don't think I think very rarely were the sliders crew ever actually being chased but like i loved that like world hopping bit and i love the idea of having to run away from something they so. only got chased yeah. in like the later seasons when it got insane yeah but we're not, that's neither here nor there so they they do jump from this uh to n- to new york city 19 <laughs> they, they get back to the right time they get back to 1965 Top of the Empire State yeah, Building. I was like, I thought he couldn't get back there. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, this was the best part of this particular story. Really? Was just these ten minutes in New York City with this one tourist from what, Oklahoma? <laughs> Alabama. Alabama. Oh my god. This the guy. guy from Alabama. This guy who the job the smack that these people just keep showing up out of nowhere. This guy who the actor um his last name is Purvis. Um, also plays the guy on Mechanos. That's that's cr- the one human on Mechanos who's crazy with the panda. Oh, the same actor. It's the same guy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. No yeah, uh, I guess. Well, his- you know, the Alabama guy was British. He was pronouncing his R's like a Brit would. <laughs> uh, I guess it's his ancestor. <laughs> Identical ancestor. Um, this is the most stereotypical portrayal of an American. I think, like, he's guffawing. He doesn't know what's going on. Well, we get two. We get the we get the New York tour guy. Oh, oh with the, like the mobster tour. Poor guy. Yes. <laughs> it's his day job. You know, you can thank you for coming up here to the Empire State Building. We'll show you around. You know, if uh, if you get whacked on the way out, don't mind your business. Keep going. <laughs> he canvasses marks in the tour group. So uh, let's people know. But yeah, so it's. It, it, but it was a nice little sequence. It was cute. But, but see, I adored this. This was great. And, and he popped. It pops up. That wasn't there a second ago. Um, Are you people from the movies? Yeah, he assumes that it's it's Hollywood because I guess that's what British people think of America. Never mind that it's three thousand miles away from Hollywood. There is production in New York, but not like anyway. That. Right. Um, it's like, I've seen this before, y'all come out, you shouldn't be wearing police uniforms, though. <laughs> this guy is ridiculous, but it's fun. It's a fun little bit, and then the Daleks come and show up in theirs. Um, I thought he was ex- going to get exterminated. I was, I was hoping for him to get murdered. I'm so happy he did. The Daleks were just like, 
we don't know what to do with this one. We're no. leaving. I was like, shoot this guy. Shoot him to death. <laughs> oh, I liked him. Yes. I thought he was hilarious. Damn you and your negative portrayal of America. Yeah. It was like this one-act play of this one guy experiencing these things. Like, especially after, like, once once they leave and he's, like, patting the ground, I'm like, just go. We don't need, no, just keep going. This guy lost his mind after that. <laughs> and then, but then there's I this. I liked him. There's this I it was part. Adorable. There's this part of me thinking. At the same time, I can't help it. Um, you can't land in New York. It's there's too much uh, time, time energy. <laughs> there's too much time energy interference. That's and true. also he's there by the by the time there. Amy and Rory are in the city at that point. Oh. <laughs> They're like. They're the like 65. Jesus, father and mother-in-law. They're like 65 years old, somewhere living in downtown Manhattan, but they're there. You can imagine that they're part of that tour group that yeah, went off. Part of me wants to just imagine that they knew he was going to be there, because they had a talk about New York City at some point, like, mm-hmm. and while they're hanging out in the park, and... So they were like, if we go on a tour up to the top of the Empire State Building in 1965, we'll get to see old, 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 old doctor. <laughs> now I just want Amy and Rory talking to the one poor tourist. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was right there. <laughs> they're like, I understand. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, that'd be so much fun. Anyway. But yeah, I was happy he lived. But so they, We've spent about as much time talking about this as they did on this, as they spent actually doing it on this show. So, <laughs> jumping forward, um, they wind up at a horror house. No, or, or no, shit. it's the ship. I had it backwards in my notes. Um, no, I didn't. I just misread my notes. <laughs> um, they wind up on a ship. Um, and there's like they, they imagine they're stowaways when Barbara walks out by herself. Stop doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of, yeah. And wind up, like, everyone jumps off the ship after the, the Daleks show, because they, they have to recharge the TARDIS before they can go, which is one of the conceits of this episode, but wh- why are they all jumping off the ship? This, I mean, I get that the Daleks are not exactly good, but... I mean, if they st- it, did the Daleks start shooting people? I don't recall, because um, if the Daleks started shooting people, literally the, the sh- that off the boat is the only place you can go. Right. But well, that's death anyway. I uh, think yeah, they but just death by panicked. Laser. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were I panicking. Feel, yeah. They were calling them the White Horror or something like that, so I assume it was some kind of superstition that they had, and they were all just kind of fleeing from it. Well, it's already bad luck to have a woman on a vessel. Well, they also had a woman and a baby. <laughs> exactly. So they had double the bad sailor superstitions in 18 what the hell ever. Right. Yeah, there's but, almost like a rapey vibe from that one guy who's oh, like, got her by the arms. I'm going to take you. But what, what's like the main kind of interesting thing is after they jump overboard, I, I was confused. And the Dalek goes overboard. And that was amazing. <laughs> we, loved we had four Daleks to start, and one of them just. Ah, was that and the goes overboard? Was that the dumb Dalek? I don't think that was the dumb Dalek. I think the dumb Dalek took on Frankenstein. <laughs> but but the 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 weird, you know, n- not the weird, but the interesting thing um, towards the end of this part, after everybody jumps overboard and everything like that, and it's just taking these long shots over the abandoned ship. It, at first, it's kind of like well, this is weird and oddly dark, you know, that that they're going and doing this is kind of a time filler. And then they show the name of the ship. And for for anybody who knows the name of the ship, you're like, 
Ah. So fill me in because I didn't know. The rest of us had know. to wiki it. <laughs> yeah. The people who didn't know. <laughs> Katie, go ahead. You can tell them. When I googled the name of the ship, the Mary Celeste, was it? Mm -hmm. It's a famous ghost ship. They found it in 1870. And they have, it was headed toward the uh, Strait of Gibraltar. They had no idea where the crew went, what happened. They had six months worth of food and water still left on board. Everyone's possessions were intact. There was nothing saying where they'd gone or why. People just disappeared. They got attacked by Daleks. Exactly. <laughs> now That's, we have that an explanation. Explains it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm satisfied. I think we can... Uh, Mystery solved. Yeah, and we can move on from... Good job, gang. <laughs> they, they, abandoned the ship be- they abandoned the ship because of Daleks. But you guys know who didn't abandon us? Our fans. Yay! <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening. I, I'm getting real good at that. Are, um, are you really? Oh, yeah. No, that was a good segue. Um, but thank you guys so much for watching. And you, we talk about it every week. Uh, iTunes is a big deal. Whether you're listening to us on iTunes, watching us on YouTube, however you're finding this podcast, going on to iTunes and rating, subscribing, giving us a thumbs up on YouTube, all that stuff is a big deal to ju- not just us personally. It, it helps it helps us enjoy what we're doing because we know that you guys are enjoying it, but it also helps the network itself. It means that the, we can keep the lights on here at AfterBuzz because those ratings mean more to our sponsors. It helps us get guests on this show, other podcasts. Like, this is a tough one to get guests on. Let's just be straight up. <laughs> talking about stuff that's 50 years old. Yeah. But it does help. It makes a big deal, and it raises the collective water level of the entire network when you do it. So please go on rate subscribe hit, uh, if you get a, and if you give us a nice review you get a shout out on yeah, the show and we had some some reviews specifically for the classic side of Yay! Doctor so I want to read yeah. a few of those um Cla- uh, classic who is the best five stars from battle girl deb as someone who came later to my love for all things who i am only one of my i'm the only one of my friends who want to know about classic who before the fourth doctor i have i um, Hope there is a place to get to know the older who, the older show. I'm happy there's a place to get to know the older show. Typos. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> um, thank you for doing this podcast. And thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's see. Where? Keep Who Coming by HMS LJJ4. You guys are now part of my Who viewing, and it's really appreciated. As far as, oh, wait, this is modern Who. You'll get a shout out on modern Who. We like you, but. Got excited for a minute. <laughs> um, great podcast from Rosemary42. I love AfterBuzz TV and subscribe to several different show podcasts. I hate long hiatuses because then I don't get to hear my AfterBuzz peeps. So I vote yes to more classic Doctor Who. I had Aww. never watched any of the older Doctors until you started Classic Who last year. And even after you stopped the classic podcasts, have continued watching older Doctors. Please feed my AfterBuzz addiction to classic Who. Aww. We will continue here we are. to feed it. <laughs> We're here to enable you. Yes, we are problematic We're here in to that assist. way. Um, but thank you guys. And if you didn't get here, if you've been reviewing and you didn't hear it, you will hear probably hear it on Modern Who because they Matt just read through all of them when he does it. Um, Matt's like an auctioneer. <laughs> Matt's impressive that way. Matt Lieberman for those of you. Yes, who are, not Matt Smith. He's impressive too. Um, anyway, and probably also so, an auctioneer. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're at the horror house. Um <laughs> as like and this is just it's just more like more and more ridiculous as we go along. Hey guys, you remember that time doc- the doctor met Dracula? <laughs> the, I, like it was 
it's the Frankenstein versus the Doctor is like the first thing you saw, and then like Dracula versus the doll. It's like this whole ridiculous. Abbott and Costello-esque like monster that's, movie. That's what I thought at first. I thought they had landed on a movie set for, mm-hmm. for Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman and Dracula. I mean, I, my immediate thought was this is a theme park ride. And I yeah. think that they didn't, I don't think they wanted that to be the case. I wonder if it was more, if it's more so now, because we are operating under the impression that like vampires are not a thing. Like we've done in the modern run, we've done like a reinterpretation of vampires. The old lady with and we've the straw. Done... <laughs> well, no, seriously. Um, the vampires of Venice, they were yeah. fish people. That's true, too. Yeah, and then there's, they've done, uh, I can't think of a perfect example, they've done Frankenstein-esque things. Like, they've done monsters that are classic stories in a modern, realistic take, or at least re- as realistic as Doctor They're Who always gets. aliens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a werewolf, it's an alien. If they're ghosts, they're aliens. Um, but the Doctor <laughs> thinks, in this case, that it's a dream. They're inside the human mind. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, is this like a setup for the Dream Lord or something? Because yeah. like, the TARDIS goes there? Can it? <laughs> the TARDIS goes there. Um, the, no, it's... <laughs> I go there. I mean, right. it could theoretically hey. pop into another universe... Uh, in a way, Could it but pop into the human psyche, all like Inception style. <laughs> well, we are all our own personal universes, so no, that's a no. lot of new age. <laughs> yeah, no, stop. Um, stop. It, it only can if the doctor gets some weird space dust up his nose and conjures up a dream lord scenario. Gesundheit. <laughs> um, uh, well, it's the idea that like. Our thoughts essentially make something real. It, it could also be a reference to the idea that every every creative idea is essentially us connecting to a different um, universe. Um, so nothing that has been created uh, is original. It's all us uh, psychically link- linking with another universe. So we've seen their world, and so we think that we are coming up with these ideas. Justice League did that. Um, yes, they did. Um, and so that is what I believe he, his explanation was. Um, but it was wrong, but still. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a classic sci-fi sort of trope of, yeah. like, they do it a lot. Well, you see it a lot with angel stories or Satan stories. Like uh, the in this in Doctor Who, we got um, this the the devil creature that Tenant visited. Yeah, um, yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was the in, the influence for all various basic forms of the devil. Well, and we're all near Hollywood, so the first thing I thought of was, oh, it's it's the classic horror movie walkthrough. It's because we're so used to <laughs> being the Universal, Universal Studios. <laughs> Tram tour. So when essentially that's what it was, it was like, yep, called it. Here's the impressive part about this being like a haunted house and those basically being animatronics. Not just the fact that they're clearly people, so they, and so they look really, they look really realistic for animatronics. They also fight really well yeah. against yeah, Daleks. Yeah. So I picked up a Dalek and threw it. Yeah, and Dracula, <laughs> Dracula, like attacked that Dalek too. Yeah. You know, there's probably a reason that this house never opened to the public. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. The, the Frankenstein was grabbing the, the, <laughs> the people Dalek and, and Dalek. Yeah, we we pan out to the outside of the building and it's like condemned, like do not enter. <laughs> like well, police was, tape everywhere. Uh, it was a new what was it, like a new Delhi? Something or other. It was some sort of fair halfway across the world and this was a house of horrors. And yeah, ten dollars. <laughs> and it said cancelled. Like and the reason it was cancelled is because Frankenstein suplexed the guests. <laughs> or they used a time TV and they knew like, oh, probably shouldn't go in there today. Uh, right. oh. Maybe. 
Um, but so that they continue to run, and the Daleks pursue them to Mechanos, I believe is the name of the planet. Yes. It's a little hard to hear it sometimes. We have the... This is a... This was... This took it to... I liked a lot of this planet. It was very interesting. I liked the the fungus tree thing. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest, this was my least favorite stop. I liked the ship and the House of Horrors a lot better. Well, <laughs> in this, New York. <laughs> this was the... We got a lot of funny stuff. It was, like, sort of framed by more serious yeah. two-part um, locations with mm-hmm. some really silly, like, episodes in the middle. Well, for uh, one, they left Vicky behind at the haunted house. Oh, yeah. I almost skipped <laughs> over that. Good job, everybody. Yeah, they pile Susan in. Susan left. We haven't replaced her. Let's go. Oh, wait. Didn't we have that other... Uh, <laughs> that redundant shoot. person. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what it was. We she only was... miss her because we don't have a 15-year-old girl around anymore. Wow, that came out wrong. <laughs> Shame on you. Yeah. Um, but so they... Uh, there's the classic, like, I thought she was with you. I thought she was with you. Oh, no. <laughs> And we literally cannot go back for her. Yeah, because the TARDIS Bye. is broken. But they Bride are like, of Frankenstein, if, Bride of Frankenstein. But they think if they can get to the Dalek ship, maybe they can use there because they can clearly they're clearly more accurate right now because yeah. the TARDIS is broken. But the Dalek ship appears to be working, mm-hmm. so if we can get inside there. We can travel back and get her. Of course, this is sort of not a dramatic point because we've already seen Vicky go into the Dalek ship. Yeah. We just saw one fan, fan blog call a Dardis, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Aww. Uh, <laughs> They're a little Tardis. But well, it's it is. the Daleks. I mean, the Daleks the today don't have uh, bigger on the inside. Hmm? The Tardic. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, the, the Daleks today don't have bigger on the inside technology. They sort of forget how to do that, I guess. <laughs> Maybe they put it all on this one ship, and since they blew this one up... They're like, oops. Yeah. No more. <laughs> uh, well, we sure didn't back up that data on anything. <laughs> Have external hard drives been invented yet? <laughs> no. Um, well, shoot. Internalize uh, time travel, so they don't really need anything to be bigger on the inside, because they can just do it with them their se- themselves. True. True. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But, so, they're traveling. Uh, and while they're traveling and Vicky's on the ship, she sees that they're going to release their robot doctor. <laughs> robot doctor. <laughs> more than meets the eye. Who is, like, they clearly have another actor for medium and wide shots. I mean, they have to, because they're going to have yeah. him, like, wrestle yeah. with himself. Yeah. Uh, and well, then, like, it gets closer. Yeah. But this guy's, like, way thinner and way lankier. <laughs> but he pulls off that wig. Pulls yep. it off pretty yeah. well. Um, this was actor Edmund Warwick, who actually filled in on some wide shots in the uh, Invasion of the Planet Earth storyline. Oh, um, nice. and, and this was sort of like a, you did that, thanks for doing that, now you can do it again. Pretty much. <laughs> Would you like to pretend to pretend to be the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so the, they, they're running through the forest, and they, they then it's the classic "which one's which" <laughs> storyline. Which finally, one's the real doctor? <laughs> and Ian the almost, one that isn't running around hitting people with the cane. Yeah, Ian almost bashes in the real doctor's <laughs> head at one point with the fake doctor egging him on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then they disembowel the fake doctor by just pulling what looks like a lawnmower cord out of his. 
yeah, well, that I was guess interesting. You don't need to worry about doing skin underneath the clothes; it's hidden. So you just—it's exposed <laughs> wires under there. You just reach in, I can, rip it out. It's just like I have notes for your next uh, robot doppelganger. Uh, <laughs> just some things to take into consideration: chest plate, <laughs> <laughs> protective casing, ribs. Um, but they, so they they take down the, the doctor and the Daleks. Then have to chase them through the forest, but they get saved by this weird Jabba's palace eye that pops out of <laughs> nowhere. The fungus eat one of the Daleks? Aren't we down to, like, two at this point? No, well... Uh, it attempts. It, it like, oh, attacks yeah. them, but yeah. it's like, am I damaged? <laughs> it's like, no. Get it off Do me. Get good? it off me. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, it's it's oh my god, it's such a ridiculous <laughs> thing. And then, so there's the there's the palace upstairs, and they go up, and there's one human and a bunch of mechanoids, <laughs> which are like I feel like this was an attempt to be like a facsimile, like a similar thing to the Daleks, because like the way just the way they talk, and it's like ro- like robotic things moving around. Way more incomprehensible than the Daleks. Yeah. They look like the Epcot golf ball in miniature, <laughs> with a little thing that pops up and looks around right. every now and again. It's um, still like six feet tall, but it's just like you should be at Epcot. Isn't there a ride inside of you? Okay, it, they're they're weird little creatures, but I guess it's fine. It works. They they have they they've got these great model wide shots. That like mm-hmm. are are jarring today, of course, but they look re- they look like really good little like models to, to do those wide shots. It was yeah. cool. I adore the little model wide shots, especially <laughs> when they the, the TARDIS in the desert. It's just like the TARDIS well, little figurine yeah, in the sandbox. It's, like it's adorable. Well, and uh, if nothing else, like the set design for this particular arc, with all the different places that they go, it's very clever and well done. You know, given that Doctor Who was on a shoestring budget and everything like that, mm-hmm. the fact that they could, you know, make all these things for one story arc was pretty impressive. Especially the ship and the Empire State Building. Yeah, they got half an episode each. Well, I the Empire State Building. Those. The Empire State Building's like a couple walls and like <laughs> yeah. a big gate. But the um, ship. And the overshot of the cars and stuff like that. Oh. That was a thing. I yeah, wonder if they, they actually, used it. And didn't they actually show, for for the ship, they actually showed the Dalek falling into water and people falling into water yeah. and everything like that. Like, that was that was real water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'd hope that was real water. Well, they started... Uh, season two, they really did have more of a budget because they were so popular. So there was just simply more money. If you look at uh, Invasion of the Planet Earth, they had shots, like, on the Thames, like, on the bridges. They went out into the real world for big portions of that. This is a vent, especially Daleks, this is a vent episode. People are drawn to these mm-hmm. because of the Daleks and because of just, it's so, bo- Doctor Who is just really popular at this point. Um, but so, <laughs> jumping forward, like, they meet um, uh, the, the, the same actor from before. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, but Steven that's Taylor. Not- yeah, Steven Taylor. Thank you. Um, his descendant. <laughs> and he's got a... To- his only friend is a toy panda. Oh, this is a man who has obviously gone insane from being alone for too long. Uh, yeah, I mean, his, his best friend is a toy panda. So I think that's safe <laughs> well to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not uh, you. No. Ah, we see what you did there. 
Um, yeah, I I do that a lot, basically. <laughs> do um, you? But so the basically they they escape. There's a the, the I thought the most exciting part of the this uh two the two parter here on this planet was the battle between like the Daleks and the the mech the mechanoids, mechanoids whatever yeah. they're called. Um, that was pretty cool. They the mechanoids pop out with a flamethrower <laughs> versus the <laughs> Daleks insane. like lasers. It was pretty cool, and it got like I like that they eventually filled the room with smoke to the point where all you can see is the blasts, and like mm-hmm. so basically that's battle. That's like all you see is just the firing of shots. Yeah, um, it reminded me of when the Daleks faced the uh, the Cybermen in New Who. Um, the whole exterminate, deadly, that whole deal. <laughs> you are better so. at dying. That was my favorite. Oh that my gosh, that was a great one. Um, so, that was everyone's favorite five minutes of New Who. It's just like <laughs> I could watch this forever. I, yeah, <laughs> it's like Mean Girls, but they're robots. <laughs> <laughs> this is like ancient Mean Girls, <laughs> but they're robots, I guess. Um, mean robots. So they they escape, blow up this entire structure. This palace. This is basically the that's the doctor's mo. He shows up, things <laughs> blow up, and then he runs off with his friends to the ship. But now there's two time machines sitting there. They have the TARDIS and they have the Dalek ship that can go to any point in time. Um, in theory, it's an alien ship, so they're not a hundred percent sure how to fly it. But Ian and Barbara realize on the way down, we could go home. This is our opportunity to finally go home. Mm-hmm. And this is a really well put together emotional goodbye. You can see the the doctor who this like now at this point is much more attached. calm. He's much more attached, but he's also just much more calm. He's less violent, less like rash of a person than he was like when we first met him in like the ten thousand BC when he's like smacking people over the head, <laughs> and, like breaking the ship to trick them. Uh, this is a doctor who cares about people, and they've so they've changed him for the better. This is he's had a character arc. Yeah, this is his first big change in rela- like in reaction to companions is just becoming a softer, more loving person. And but he but re- but the reaction here, like he doesn't want to lose his friends. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was surprised because you know this is the guy who left his granddaughter behind. <laughs> But when they said we want to go, he's like, "No, you can't go. Um, it's dangerous." And and I wasn't sure if it like is it, it was like is it actually dangerous or do you just not want them to go? It's probably a little column A, column B. It is dangerous. It is untested. Well, untested to them, Dalek technology. Yeah, right. to the point where he's yelling at them. He's like, "I refuse." Like, no. He basically gives them a fifty-fifty shot at best, which is probably a little bit better odds than that. Yeah. But he's like trying to be like, maybe fifty-fifty shot. Is that gonna let it go? <laughs> um, sure, no, I just keep, keep <laughs> yeah, hanging. We can hang out. Um, I mean, well, either way, in time. like. The 50-50 is either they make it and he loses them, or they die and he loses them. So it's like, best not risk it. For him. Right. Um, yeah. But it, 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 he lets them go, ultimately, and they make it back. They blow up the the, the Dalek time machine. In the junkyard from way back when. <laughs> yep. And they, they blow, it's why keep it around. Time to blow it up. Yep. Um, and how cute was their little montage? They were back home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little picture montage when they see the the police box, and they're like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh, it's just a police box." Um, and the doctor's just sitting there, like, "I shall miss them." 
But Vicky's there, and I think she showed... This is a really strong point for her, because she shows a willingness to stand up to the Doctor and say, you're wrong. And he's willing to listen to her on this point. So that's a great moment for both of those characters. Mm-hmm. Um... So, last thoughts on this episode. It was a great goodbye. If I think it was, it was even a little emotional looking at the Doctor. If I'd spent two years with these characters, it would have been very emotional, as much as any companion goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, even as long as we've spent with them, it's still like, oh, I'm gonna miss them. Yeah, I like yeah. these guys. Yeah, and Aww. even starting up this particular arc is like. I miss Susan, and and it's it's one of those things where you don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> and it was a bummer like not having Susan there, and then to lose Ian and Barbara at the end of this as well. It's like I didn't realize how how much I had gotten attached to them as companions. Mm-hmm. The flip side is it will give Vicky a chance to develop as just being Vicky and not being Susan's replacement in this little band of four. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Right. Um, but, and this, and so a little bit of like what happens as we go forward. We do. Ian Chesterton is still around in Modern Who. We haven't seen him. There are rumors. They're pure rumors. I don't think it's. I think it's just pure speculation because we know that he's like the super whatever the British version of superintendent of schools is for Coal Hill. Would that be headmaster? Okay. I, that's, I don't think that's what they call him. But he's he's work. He's heading up the Coal Hill School. Um, so there's a chance that would be, I would love it if like Capaldi, Capaldi, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> 12. Uh, that's even more confusing. <laughs> uh, um, if the current doctor, uh, ran Peter, into Ian Peter. Chesterton, um, that would be a lot of fun. It would be a great connection between the two. It could be brief or it could be a longer time. It could just give him like, give him an episode to like run around in. Be All fun. these years, and you're still old and grumpy. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hartnell is very much a mirror to Capaldi. Um, they're very much playing the Doctor a similar way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be very interesting to see once we get out of the Hartnell years. Um, do you guys have any last thoughts on this episode? Um, no, that was pretty much it. I mean, I'll uh, miss them. That was it. I mean, I felt really bad for the mechanoids, if anything. Because <laughs> they were like... Uh, oh, humans came to colonize us, and then we all got blown up. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, my my only big thought on this one is like this could have been like if you were to translate it to like modern modern shooting techniques and everything. Take the, all this, condense it into an hour long, and this would be a lot of fun. Just that like traveling through, like running from the Daleks, which being chased through time is a weird concept in itself <laughs> because like just jump ahead of the time so you're already there but like that's, but like <laughs> the idea yeah the idea of being of running through time and diff- just popping into different locations is a fun one and it is very much the Betty Hill version of no. Doctor Who's time travel and I agree 100% that's why I started off saying I love the setup for this episode mm-hmm. it, it dragged a little too long I don't think we needed six episodes for it especially when like several of them were two parters that didn't involve running um, or we could have had six different locations an episode per location a little less look at the desert a little more oh crap there's Krakens and Daleks <laughs> yeah but but I do li- like I said I grew up on sliders so I, I yeah. love I love that the jump the random jumping around which is very much what this early Doctor Who is yeah. alright so that's gonna do it for this uh, this episode of classic Doctor Who thank you guys so much for joining us what are we watching next next week 
is going to be, we're going to just keep going on in these episodes. We're going to do the Time Meddler. A lot of people said nice. that this is a good episode for uh, basic Doctor Who mythology. And looking ahead, in two weeks, we're going to do the Tenth Planet, which is the first Doctor Who regeneration story. I know we try to keep it on the streaming, and we've talked a lot about that because that's why we skipped Invasion of the Planet Earth. This one is such a crucial piece of Doctor Who history. The first regeneration, when they had to let Hartnell go because he was getting old, I don't want to skip it. I want to watch it so bad. So you have two weeks to find it on DVD or somewhere legal. To the Um, guy on Twitter who recommended that we go through the library. Good idea. Yeah, there, yeah, that is a possibility. A lot of libraries do carry stuff like this. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to get the DVD. <laughs> just going to add it to my collection. Movie night at Zach's house. Oh, yeah. Um, but, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you uh, join us again in the future. Uh, Katie Collin, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on the Arrow After Show, which starts tonight, and Ruby, which airs tomorrow. You can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N, and I'm on a bunch of TV or er, shows here at AfterBuzz. Not on actual TV. <laughs> <laughs> you could be. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T A U R I J A Y. You can also find me on the Sword Art Online panel and the Legend of Korra panel on Sundays, and the Flash panel on Tuesdays. And you guys can find me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson. That's Zach with a C-H. And also here at AfterBuzz on a number of different shows this this fall. I've got Grimm coming up soon. So excited. Uh, Resurrection. Occasionally on Modern Doctor Who. Lots of stuff. Be, feel free to check in. Uh, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.